Welcome to the Women's Business Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Walker, business coach and host of the Lakeside Conference. Today, I'm talking to Nikki Rausch of Sales Maven, and we are discussing sales. If you come from a professional service background, sales often feel inauthentic and not natural. That does not have to be the case. I love Nikki's perspective on sales. Listen to the end for her quick and easy email sales tip and a freebie she's giving out to our audience. Robin is a wife and mom to three teenagers, two dogs, and a betta fish. She is a fifth-generation entrepreneur with over 15 years of experience creating, building, and running businesses. She keeps it real about raising kids while building a company and gives you the strategy and accountability to finally quit winging it. Her mission? To help you build your business strategically so you can have more financial stability and in return, more flexibility and time with your family. Hi, Nikki. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we are really excited to have you, and I'm excited to get to meet you at the Lakeside Conference this year. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, so I'm Nikki Rausch, and my company is Sales Maven. And really, at this point, entrepreneurs hire me to learn how to sell in a really authentic way so they can show up as, as themselves, and yet at the same time, have some strategy and structure to how to move people seamlessly through the selling process. So they're ultimately able to close more deals and work with more of their ideal clients. I like that you use the word authentic. Is that something that women struggle with a little bit that if they're selling something, they're not feeling authentic? I think a lot of people do struggle with this idea of they read a book or they heard somebody somewhere sometime say like, this is how you sell and you have to say this and do this. And if that doesn't fit your style, you come off as either awkward or weird, or you come off really salesy and gross because it's not authentically you. So I do really focus with specifically with women on what is your normal style? Like, how do you normally speak? How do you normally show up in a conversation? And then offer some, sometimes some language adjustments because sometimes with a, you know, just a slight change in a phrase or a question, the way that you pose a question to somebody can really move people into that next step with you. It, it will allow you to have more influence in the conversation. So I teach people like, be yourself, and have some strategy so you know where you are in the selling process so that you're able to easily move people to the next step. And again, back to your question, if you're not being authentic, it just doesn't, it comes off weird and wrong. And then it creates this weird dynamic in the relationship and the other person feels it from you. I think we've all been in that place where someone we know all of a sudden is acting a little different around us. <laughs> Either they're sidling up and they're, you know, they're all of a sudden the tone is different. They look nervous and you're like, what is going on? And then you think, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have a, I have a client that I uh, worked with for quite some time. And when we first started working together, she would even say, she was like, as soon as I go into my like sales part of the presentation, 
my voice changes. I start talking in a different like pitch and uh, you know, the rate of speech changes. And, and she was like, and so people go from like, here's this really casual, fun, loving person. And now all of a sudden she sounds like a robot, like what's going. And so we had to really work on helping her kind of through that process so that now there is no shift when she goes into the selling process. It doesn't change. Her voice doesn't change. Her rate of speech doesn't change. So people aren't going like, who, who just showed up in front of me? Like you, it was like, you just changed people in front, you know? So that is, I can identify with that so much <laughs> giving a group presentation and you're like, Oh gosh, here comes the next part. Oh no, I don't want to do it. And it just well, it does feel so unnatural. If you see it in that light, do you think some of it is mindset? I think it is. Some of it is mindset. It's some of it also is that um, you probably didn't properly set up the person to expect what's coming next. And that's another reason why it feels uncomfortable and awkward is because you didn't, I call it pre-framing like, and you, and also planting seeds. So I teach how to pre-frame for somebody so that they're expecting the, the ask in the sell in the selling process. And if you don't ask, then you didn't follow through on your commitment. So they're expecting it. So it's super satisfying when it comes. And then this idea of planting seeds throughout your conversation or throughout your presentation that makes it a really natural next step. And again, if you don't do it, you leave people feeling unsatisfied. So you're now more likely to do it because of course you want people to be satisfied with the conversation with you. I have totally been in that place where the conversation shifts so abruptly like that and you're not expecting the sale. I love the idea of setting them up, not setting them up, that sounds wrong, but having things in place so that they are expecting and assume you're going to ask because they're already interested or you've already had built that relationship that it's not out of nowhere because we've all gotten those messages in Facebook or from a family member somewhere where they're like, Oh, by the way. And you're like, what, wait, did I ever say I was interested in that thing? Where is this coming from? And then you want to avoid the person because you don't want them to ask you again. So I, I love that relationship based process of getting them to the point where it's the natural next step. So you mentioned process. Can you tell us just a little bit about what that means or what that is? Yeah. So, um, probably a lot of your audience has, have heard people talk about like sales is a funnel and you're supposed to fill your funnel. And I get that concept. And I think it's more honestly a marketing concept than it is a sales concept. So when I teach sales process, I actually teach it like it's a five step and it's a staircase. And your job is to move your clients from step to step to step. And you cannot go from step one to step five and miss step two, three, and four, because that's when this abrupt weird thing happens is that you didn't properly set up each step. And so it doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel authentic. And when you do do it well, it's, it's so much easier for you and for the buyer 
because it's the, like you said, it's a natural progression. Like this is what they're expecting. Of course they're ready for it. You know, if you just go up to people on the street and be like, do you want to buy from me? <laughs> like people are going to be like, what? Get away from me, you weirdo. But yet a lot of us do this with our, with our family and friends. Like you said, we just send random people messages through Facebook or we show up and be like, do you want to buy this? And people are like, no, because I'm not ready. I'm not expecting it. And so it's super important that you move people through the process and that you hit each step along the way. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't move through all five steps in one conversation. You absolutely can. And you can't skip steps. And usually people who are struggling in sales and struggling to close business, I find that there's usually two or three of the five steps that they just have completely ignored or they don't even know it exists. And so they don't know they're supposed to do something else. So this is why I teach the five-step staircase. You don't want to be the guy on the street with the trench coat with watches on the inside. <laughs> You're going to scare people. Well, That's having so having steps is very clear to me. I love things that are just very easy to follow and really map out for women in business what exactly to do instead of always trying to wing it and figure things out on our own. So this is a wonderful, wonderful solution you have. Do you have videos? I know I've watched some of your YouTube videos, which if you guys uh, will put a link in the show notes, but Nikki has some great videos that talks through some of these sales concepts. Do you have a place where people can find out more about the steps specifically, or is that something they would discover working with you one-on-one? -on -one? Yes to all of those. <laughs> I okay. all of it. So I did, I did a six part YouTube series where I actually talk people through pieces of each step of the five step process. So that is a, a free sales series on YouTube. I think if you search for sales maven, you should be able to find the six steps or the six, the six videos where I go into that. And then sometimes it does require somebody to work with me privately. So I can really kind of dig into their process and figure out what's missing and or what just needs a slight little adjustment. Maybe it's a language change, maybe it's a process change, or it could just be that there is some, just some new awareness for them. Because sometimes, I love the quote from Lewis Carroll, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. And you have to know where you're going and you have to know where you are in the conversation with somebody. So yes to the private. And then I also have a, uh, a platform, a membership platform called the Sales Maven Society, where we are constantly digging into the selling process. There's a lot of training involved inside my community and a lot of opportunity for people to get direct access to me for those kind of on the fly questions like, oh my gosh, this person just said this to me. What should I say next? Or, you know, this just happened. And, you know, what could, have, what could have changed that? What should I do next time? So there's a lot of that that goes on in the community. It's a really fun community of entrepreneurs that are focused on authentic selling. And people can also find you at the Lakeside Conference, which I'm very excited about. That is coming up so quickly. 
I'm so excited. I, yes. I just cannot wait to be there and to be with your community. I've just heard the best things, so many great things about the audience that and the people who show up. So I can't wait. I think it's so powerful to get out of your business too and just to get out of it. And even though we do a ton of learning and connecting, it still feels like a break in that you're hanging out with other women. You don't have to cook. <laughs> you don't have to do laundry. No one needs a ride to soccer. It's, it's just feels like a little mini vacation, but all of us just want to talk business all day. I mean, at least I do. So it's like, yay, finally, <laughs> I could just talk about my stuff. Well, I feel like at conferences like this, and, and again, I haven't been to your conference, but this is one of the, I've heard such great things is that it really elevates you to be around people who are doing it and, and it helps you kind of strive, but it also reminds you to, to give right to the people who are coming kind of behind, who are a few steps behind you in the business building. And so it helps remind, sometimes I find that it reminds me of like, oh yeah, I, I thought I, I knew at some point I was supposed to do that. And then I forgot cause I got busy. And so it helps kind of reaffirm some of the foundation pieces, but also I feel like it always elevates you to a whole new level. So I can't wait to be there. And I, I always say that everyone in the audience is an expert at something Yes. and being in these environments, you realize there's someone you can help, like you were saying, and there's someone else that might not have done the thing that you've already done. And so you can provide support and expertise and it helps you own that CEO boss. Like, wait, I do know what I'm doing. <laughs> Get that reminder. Well, so and to remember, like, we're not supposed to do everything you know, it's not, it's it, your, your level of expertise or your specialty in expertise doesn't mean that you should be an expert in every other area of your business. And so having support system, meeting people who know how to do things, who can either teach it to you and, or do it, you know, for you as a, you know, as a, be a part of your team has been super powerful. I know for growing my own business, I would not be where I am today had I not had the support team that I have who have these expertise that like, I'm never going to be a CFO. <laughs> like that's right. just not my, <laughs> that's not my area of expertise. So thank goodness that I know, you know, that I have a CFO on my team. Yes. For me, I would much rather hire someone that I have hugged in real life <laughs> than finding someone that I've never met. Not that that's a bad thing, but I just personally feel much more comfortable building my team or hiring people that I have met them. I know we have a rapport. I know a lot about them. I just, and same with buying from people. Um, you're more apt to buy from someone you've physically shared a meal with. Yes. That's, you know, the foundation of everything that I teach and do is about rapport and that you have to have rapport first and you have to have relationship first in order for the sales process to become simple and um, seamless. And so there is the power of sitting in a room with somebody, doing something with them, having an experience together that bonds you in a way that, you know, just shooting out random emails to people with no real intention or relationship. It's just like, I always call that, that's the shotgun approach to sales and nobody wants to be shot. 
Yeah. And you don't feel comfortable doing the shooting. No. And you don't feel neither side is happy in that arrangement. No. <laughs> You're barely touching the send button, like, okay, I guess I'm just gonna send it. Oh. Yeah. If you guys haven't registered for the conference yet, you should hear Nikki's title for her session. It's like what all of us are looking for. Her title for her workshop is emails that convert getting a response. I don't know how many women I've worked with that it's like, well, I'm doing email, but it's not really converting or I'm not getting the response I'm looking for. So when we talked about what you'd be speaking about, this was like, hallelujah, we all need this. So I'm very excited for it. Now, full disclosure right now, she is full, but we may be opening more spots. Nikki has also offered that anyone who buys a ticket that doesn't get into her session, she will do a free follow-up workshop on Zoom after the conference with the same content, but you have to be a Lakeside Conference ticket holder in order to access that. But also something that we have not put out yet is the speakers are all doing one-on-one -on -one mini sessions on the second day of the conference. So if you don't get into her live session, you can book a one-on-one -on -one mini consulting session with Nikki, which even just talking to her before this podcast, I can only imagine you can get so much value even out of a short amount of time. But that's Nikki actually looking at your business one-on-one -on -one and talking with you about just your business. So that is invaluable. I'm excited for those sessions. I, I love to coach and one-on-one -on -one is really where some of the magic can happen because it allows for me sometimes to see like a blind spot or just a, um, again, like a tiny little language change to how you, how you're saying something or how you're positioning it, whether it's an email or even face-to-face -face, that can absolutely turn people's businesses around. So I love this piece. I'm excited. Yeah, so you have to get a VIP upgrade and we have a handful left. So if you're looking for that, please go grab one right away. What would you say is women's biggest struggle when they are writing email or sending out emails? What's something that you see them struggle with the most? Probably the biggest struggle is that they overshare. They give too much information in an email and overwhelm and or put it in a it's, it's so much because it's almost like we're trying to justify the sale that we over, we, we put too much information, we overwhelm people and either they don't know what action to take because it's not clear in the email or they just don't, frankly, they just don't even read it because who's got time for reading, you know, a, a mini novel that you wrote in your email. So this is something I work with my clients a lot on where they'll share their kind of initial email and I'm, I'm able to go back and we're going to talk about some of this at the conference too. And I'm going to give some very specific techniques of how to cut this down, but also how to have this, like really it's, it's about having an effective, getting a response because if people are not responding, what's the point in sending the email? So learning how to really kind of pare down the information that you're sharing so that it makes it really easy for people to know like this is what the next step is or this is this is the action that I should take from this email so 
a lot of times it's just oversharing, giving too much information because we're trying to justify the sale and you should not have to justify your sale. Mm -hmm. Or you haven't sent an email in four months. <laughs> and I got to email the list. I hear that so often. I, I need to email my list. I'm like, just, just wait. <laughs> Let's talk through a strategy first before you just bombard them with 42 action steps and all the things they've missed and all the things they need to do. Yeah. If you had to give them just one action step to kind of start on the right path for their email to be getting a response without giving away your whole workshop, is there kind of a baby step or a one step that they could take now to kind of start on the right path? I'm going to give one that this, this actually is going to be a bonus tip because I don't think I'm sharing this at the conference because of the time, right? Like I have to pick what are the best, the best of the best. And I'm going to give one that I really love and I had to pull it out because of timing and it's using the phrase, if if you want more, do this. You don't need to say if in an email to somebody because if you want more is like, hey, you know, reader, slow down. Like, don't take action too fast. Like, think about it. And we don't want to slow them down when they're ready. So get rid of these if statements. Like, if you want to talk or if you want more information and just say, to get more information, click here or to schedule a time to chat, here are some possible times. You don't need all of these if statements. They don't really, they don't really serve you in the email. It almost feels like a lack of confidence in what you're offering. A hundred percent. Yes, I agree. A hundred percent with what you just said. It does kind of diminish your credibility and your confidence a little bit of like, well, if, if you, well, you don't need if. Just state the statement. Like you're dealing with adults. When they're ready, they will take action. But let's make it super easy for them to take action and not say like, hey, slow down. Think about it. Right. <laughs> Just take action. Here's how to get it. Here's how to sign up. Here's how to, you know, get more information. Here's how to schedule a time to chat. Very powerful. I will include that in the show notes for everyone too, just as an additional reminder. A quick question though, did you were you always involved in sales in your former life, so to speak, or out of college? Is this something that you've always been really natural at? I wouldn't say I was natural at it. I would say one of my, my first professional sales job, actually I was still in college, was a sales position. And it was one of those like dialing for dollars sales positions where we had a quota, how many calls we had to make each day. You know, and if you went back and had recordings of me from that time, like, was this easy for me? No. Was, was it natural? Absolutely not. It's been honed. I've been in sales now for 25 years. And what I found was the kind of the, the thing that really clicked for me was learning how to do it authentically and, and be myself and find a way to be strategic about the selling process because I was never going to be that aggressive, you know, I'm going out to shoot, you know, elephant and hunt big game and all the, you know, crazy <laughs> things that people talk about with sales. That was never going to be me. I was never going to be the person who was like, if you don't buy from me, like your life is going to fall apart. Like that's never my messaging that just didn't fit nice. for me. And so having to kind of find my way in a really competitive 
um, you know, industry that I was in. And it all came down to, I was a good relationship builder. I love people. I'm naturally curious. And when I learned how to use the things that were authentically me, then the sales process got much easier. And so that's really what I'm teaching now is let's find what are your authentic kind of ways of showing up in a conversation and how do we have some strategy behind it? Strategy is my favorite word. Okay, good. <laughs> we always ask everyone for a final wise word. Is there something that you would tell everybody out there that's kind of a mantra you live by or something somebody told you once that helps you? I'm wondering if I've shared this audience with your audience before. So my all-time favorite quote is, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be bent out of shape. And I, <laughs> I truly believe that what I teach and my mission is helping people learn how to be more flexible in a conversation to have more influence. Because the person who is the most flexible in a conversation is the most influential in a negotiation. I love that quote. That's fantastic. So where can we find you in the meantime? I know we just, we did discuss it before and I will add all those links. Is there one place that's like the best go-to place to start finding all things Nikki Roush? Yes. So that would be my website. And I'm going to give a specific URL for your audience because if they use this one, It'll even give them a download for my book on closing the sale. So they'll get that as a free download. So it's your sales maven, M-A-V-E-N.com slash WBW for your podcast. Well, that's so generous of you. I so appreciate it. And this has been so enlightening to me and such a pleasure. And I feel like I could just sit and listen to you talk sales all day, which I can't say that about too many people, <laughs> but I'm very excited to have you at the conference and I'm thankful that you're willing to come and share your expertise with our group. And I can't wait to meet you in person. I can't wait to meet you too, Robin. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. The Women's Business Workshop Podcast is brought to you by the 2019 Lakeside Conference is coming up quickly and we want you to be there. Join other female business owners as we take two days away from our day to day to come together and learn from industry experts and support each other on our entrepreneurial journeys. Breakout sessions are filling up fast. Looking for more info on the speakers? Be on the lookout for upcoming podcasts with the speakers as our guests. You can also check in on our Women's Business Workshop Facebook group, where we have interviewed a lot of these speakers on Facebook Live. They'll tell you about their breakout sessions, who they're good for, and what you can expect to learn. If you'd like more information on the conference, go to womensbusinessworkshop.com and click on events to get more information.